Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. John 13, 7, Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Now you might think that's an interesting verse, but actually, if you just applied that verse to your life, life would be a lot sweeter. This is one verse. We're going to look at the scriptures around it, but if we just apply this one verse, you do not realize now what I am doing. You don't realize what God is doing in your life. But later... You will understand. Lean not to your own understanding. Later you will understand. Which implies only one thing is needed with this scripture, and that is to trust and to believe that God is working all things out for the good, working all things out for my benefit. I may not understand right now what's going on, why it's going on, but I'm going to understand it. Father alone will know all about it. Father alone will understand why. Cheer up, my brother, live in the sunshine, we'll understand it all by and by. Mm. Life is sweet when we live not in our understanding. Mm -hmm. That's not a verse. I know you didn't understand, but it became a verse. When you don't live in your understanding. See, the problem with your life right now is you're living in your understanding. (laughs) That's why you're down. That's why you're sad. Because you're living in your understanding, not not God's understanding. Mm. Because we'll understand it all later. Hallelujah. You know, there's an interesting interpretation for what freedom is. Freedom is not being your own boss or master. We think that's freedom. That's not freedom. Freedom is living and walking in truth. And we don't have all the truth. So freedom is trusting 
what we don't understand. Letting somebody else lead us. It's not being free. Not being free of bosses and religions and mothers and fathers and, and those people in charge. That's not freedom. Freedom is walking in truth. And we don't have all the truth. You do not realize now what I am doing. All you need is to believe that God loves you. And he's working something out for your good. Ah. Now, let's talk about one of the most famous characters in the Bible. Peter. That's <laughs> I like Peter. Peter was totally unqualified for the position. He was a fisherman. <laughs> but Peter was always trying to qualify himself. But what I liked about Peter, he was always trying. So, in this particular chapter, the Passover meal, the communion meal, the evening supper was being prepared. And at first you think this took place, the washing of the feet took place afterwards, but actually the meal was being served. And so before communion, Jesus got up from the meal took off his outer garment, put a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin, and he was going to wash his disciples' feet. But Peter saw him coming. The apostle Peter, St. Peter, saw Jesus coming. Now, you may not realize this, but Peter was the, um, he was the, uh, the king of religiousness. <laughs> I think that's why he's buried in Rome, uh, underneath the church. Um, so Peter saw him coming. And he says, Lord, you can wash my feet? Never. Never. Telling the Lord what the Lord is going to do and what he's going to allow the Lord to do or not to do. <laughs> so, it, it, it sounds noble, but, but Peter's mind was lawful, just like ours. Because this, this, this whole chapter has to do with with ranking and law it has to do with who is superior so rightly so Jesus is Lord so Peter says none you're never going to wash my feet I'll wash your feet but you're not going to wash my feet see that's a religious answer because the bottom line is that the Lord don't Save us, we're not saved. You can't save ourselves. So there's even a question of salvation there. But he says, never. And then the Lord says, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Now, this doesn't just 
implied. Jesus always talked in depth, you know. Uh, this doesn't this doesn't just apply to the washing of feet. It applies to many things that's going on in your life right now. That you may say never to, and you may say no to, but the Lord is saying, you don't understand what I am doing. But later you will understand. That's why the Bible says don't be quick to judge. Everything. Wait till the Lord's coming. Everything through prayer and petition because you don't understand. But we always making rash decisions and judgment calls based on our understanding and not on the fact that we don't have all understanding. And that's what gives us into so many troubles. And that's why we curse our blessings and walk away from our blessings. And that's why things don't work out in our life because we're always like Peter, we're always talking when we should be listening. We're always doing. Yes? Now granted, a few times Peter got it right, but there's a lot of times Peter got it wrong. So this is one of those times and Jesus says, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And there's going to be many times like that in your life. In fact, this is one of those times in your life when you just need to realize that you may not understand exactly what God is doing in your life right now. Hmm? And in fact, some of the things you call in the devil may actually be God working in your life. Hmm? I think when we get to heaven and all things is known, I think we might be surprised how many times we call the Holy Ghost the devil. And how many times we rebuke the Lord in the blood of Jesus. Because we're like Peter. We're quite religious. And the reason we're religious is because we're lawful. And law always has to do with money. It always has to do with ranking. It always has to do with reward. It always has to do with who is superior. And very little to do with love. So Peter, thinking he was showing respect to the Lord, was actually rejecting the Lord. And that's what religiously we do. The Lord comes to wash your feet. He comes not only to wash your feet because they're probably dirty in actuality, but it's always twofold, just as the communion that they had after this, just as the communion, the bread represented the body of Jesus and the blood represented the wine, things are much deeper than often what we perceive. So Peter says, never. You might be saying no to something right now that God is saying, hey, you don't understand what I am doing now. You might be rejecting something right now that later on is one big blessing for you. Uh, hmm? Or you might be accepting something right now that's later on is one big cursing. God loves us even when we're not lovable. Uh, that's one thing I've learned about the Lord. He's lovable. Even when we're not lovable. He's loving us even when we have our attitudes. 
Even when we are fighting against what he's doing in our life right now, he does not get offended. Ah! <laughs> he just keeps on loving. Huh? I think he would even die on a cross for us. And then still love us. So Jesus said to Peter, he says, but if I don't wash your feet, you'll have no part of me. And again, Peter replies religiously. Well, in that case, Lord, don't just wash my feet, wash my hands and my head. The Bible says, who knows the mind of God, but doesn't the Lord have many instructors? I wonder how many times this past week you told the Lord what to do. What to do, how to do, when to do. How many times have you corrected the Lord this week? Just like Peter. Huh? One thing for sure, Peter would not come to Trinidad. <laughs> he liked chicken too much in Trinidad. And that just reminds him of the past. So. In case anybody in Trinidad is waiting for St. Peter to come pick you up, it probably won't be Peter. It might be John, but Peter ain't coming. And so Jesus, you know, you know, the gospel would have been a lot shorter if Peter hadn't been telling Jesus what to do all the time. <laughs> so the Lord says, no, Peter, anybody who's had a bath, right, only needs your feet washed because we was in a... Literally, we was in an era or a time where they wore sandals and their feet was often dirty. So it's customary um, to wash feet, you know, maybe hands sometimes, but customary to wash feet. Uh, there was a lady in the book of Acts who was well known because she often washed the feet of the disciples or the apostles. And so um, Jesus says, no. If you've had a bath. So we we understand that we understand the religiousness that we think we know what's best for our life. Uh, sometimes we think we know what kind of deliverance we need. We know if we need our, our, our feet washed or our whole body washed, you know. We try to tell the Lord how to save us. <laughs> you know, how to keep us saved. We have all these views. And, and this is something very interesting. Jesus washed 
Judas's feet. And later on, Judas had communion with Jesus. Huh? There's a nice revelation for those individuals that says, so how come you didn't heal this person and why don't you heal that person? You mean Judas got his feet washed? I guess Peter would say, Lord, you should wash his neck since he went out and hung himself. You know. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So Jesus washed Judas' feet, but still Judas betrayed him. Judas had communion after this foot washing. Jesus himself handed him some bread, but still he betrayed Christ. That seems like it might be a choice. In healings and deliverances and blessings, doesn't it? That is, if the Lord wants there to be a choice there. Hmm? So you get your feet washed by Jesus and you still don't get healed? Hmm? So who am I? Who are you? So there's always going to be people that don't understand. It's not the understanding that messes up your life. It's the thinking that you do understand that messes up your life. It's not the lack of understanding that messes you up. Because the worst answer you could ever have is a wrong answer. Not understanding won't send you to hell. Understanding will send you to hell when your understanding is in error. It is better not to know than to think you know and wrong. Hmm? You do not understand, but you will. See, that's the type of people we're supposed to be. But let's, let's look at the religiousness again of, of Peter here. See, Peter is talking about ranking. See, he doesn't want the Lord to wash his feet because the Lord is superior to him. Hmm. Now, after this, Jesus said, I did this as an example to you. Do you not understand? That you are to wash one another's feet. A servant is not greater than the master, nor a messenger greater than the one that sent them. So we're talking about, we're talking about ranking. This is what I believe about the Lord. See, we, we must understand, and, and sometimes in the church we, we, we do this, give God the glory, give him the praise, you know. Um, you know, as, as John the Baptist says, I am not fit you know, to tie his sandal. And so, out of all this acknowledgement of who God is, 
we become religious because we're still in the form of law. We're lawful. We've not yet been really saved by grace because we still see, we still see these hierarchies. So Jesus is up here. Apostles, prophet, fivefold. We, we, we always see this. And so we're always trying to achieve a higher position rather than to give it all up and find love. In fact, the way I see the Lord, he doesn't get into all of this praise that we want to give him. Now, I understand that it's in Scripture. And, and, and this thought is definitely not against, against Scripture. You have to understand what I'm saying. Sometimes we need to put God first. We need to put his understanding above our understanding. I mean, he is worthy of praise, right? He is worthy of praise, but, but is, is he starving for praise? Or recognition? No, he's who he is. He, he don't need a fan club. He says, follow me, but he doesn't need followers. That's why he might be sitting among us this morning and we wouldn't recognize him. Mm. But we think for the Lord to come, trumpets must blow and angels must part the ways and, you know. And that's why many times you never see God because you're expecting such a... Uh. But the truth is, he may speak to you a lot. You just don't understand it. He doesn't come with, with that. The Bible says he comes gentle and riding on a donkey. That's the same way he comes to our mind. He comes gentle. Yeah. Mm. Yes? But we always like the experience like the, uh, the Apostle Paul when it seemed like he was knocked off the horse and God hit him so hard he was blind for three days. I think that was because Paul was so stubborn. <laughs> I don't think that's something to strive for. I think that's because he was stubborn and bullheaded. Now, if that's you... May the Lord slap you and you'll be blind for four days. If that's what it takes. Before you realize God is talking to you. But see, Peter was always about this ranking. And that always goes with religiousness. Uh, it says that the Pharisees, they love to, to pray on the corner in their flowing gowns. You know, they, 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 they like that. So anytime you have somebody with a lawful mind and not born of the spirit, they're always going to have these acknowledgments of, of, of hierarchy and power and who we should listen to and who we shouldn't listen to rather than seeing truth. So this, this was Peter, so much so that in the book of Acts that when, when some of the Pharisees came and the Jews came to a Gentile church. 
Peter started to sit with them. As long as you send somebody better than somebody else, you're still under law. That's why Jesus gets up, takes his outer garment off, ties a towel around his waist, and is ready to wash his disciples' feet. Even Judas's feet, who he knows is going to betray him. Because when we go down to the communion, the Lord actually gives Judas the bread. He says, I'm doing this now so that you will know later. A lot of things God is doing right now in your life is so you'll know later, not so you will know now. So you will understand that he is with you even when you don't understand it. And obviously if God is with you when you don't understand it, obviously you're not necessarily in a praise mode. You don't know what kind of mode you're in. Huh? You don't understand what I'm doing right now. And sometimes what God is doing, you want to do right the opposite as Peter. You want to do the opposite what God wants to do. The Lord comes to wash your feet and you say, no. The religious thing and the respectful thing, Lord, is for me to wash your feet, not for you to wash my feet. Never. But you'll have no part of me. Okay, wash all of me. So obviously Peter loved the anointing, you know. No, don't just wash my feet, wash my hands, wash my head. You know? Because we always see this ranking, and it seems like the death to every Christian is we, is we scared when we come into the house of God. We scared when we get saved. We scared when in the beginning. But little by little we begin to name, gain some knowledge, but it's all minute compared to the knowledge of God. And we start to think that we're somebody. We're somebody. We have positions and, you know, we have this one up here and this one up here. Position should always be based upon truth. Huh? That's why the Lord's on high, because he's all-knowing, he's all-understanding, he created all things. But if he was among us, If he was among us, maybe he would just like to talk. Maybe he wouldn't be so impressed with you falling down on your face and praising him. Is that really praise anyway? Over the years, I've seen a lot of people praise me and then they try to kill me. Was that, was, is that really praise? I think the greatest praise you can give to somebody is respect their words and, and what they have to say. To bow down in your heart and, and to listen to what God would say to you. So this question of, of does he wash my feet? If he washes my feet... They should wash my hands. He should wash my head. See, we all have these religious understandings rather than just trusting God. I find in the church we have this, we have this same thing with this, okay, do I wash my feet or do I let Jesus wash my feet? 
Does this mean that from now on, if Jesus had lived, from then on, does this mean I should bathe the upper part of my body and Jesus will always wash my feet? <laughs> Religiousness is stupid. Lawfulness is stupid. Because the Lord says this is an example. So I realize that, that in the church we always have this debate. Do I, do I work or do I rest? Uh, do, I, do I do something or do I wait on God? Uh, why am I not blessed? Don't we always have these, these debates and it's just constantly. And you go to one church and it seems like one church is saying... Saying, look here, look what I got. It's because I did something. You go to another church and they said, look what I got. It's because I did nothing. We're all trying to gain this understanding rather than wait and let the Lord bring us into all understanding. Thirty-something hmm? years in ministry... And I still don't have a good answer. Do I go or do I wait? <laughs> because I find every moment and every day is trusting God. Huh? Some of us in here, we do not have peace because we do not know what we're supposed to be doing right now. Should I be doing something? Should I be sowing a seed? Should I be waiting? What should I be doing right now? Huh? What am I doing wrong? Why am I not being blessed? And we're torn between doing and waiting. Huh? Somebody says give an offering. We give an offering. Somebody says do this. Huh? And so, in this lawful state, all we're trying to do is be blessed. So we run into all kinds of understandings rather than just, why can't you just accept the fact you don't understand? Why must you have an answer? It seems like we want an answer even if it's wrong. Huh? Yes? Do you ever realize that sometimes you just want an answer? You don't care if it's wrong. You just want to answer. Huh? So that's like some, some, some religions. If you take Jehovah Witness, they have a lot of answers. <laughs> we strive for understanding. But I think the objection to the gospel is to quit trying to understand and to trust God. And as much as I love teaching, I understand this. I have never in all the miraculous teachings I feel that the Lord has given me over the years. And there's been a lot of teachings the Lord has given me over the years. I don't even remember them. There's several books in the bookstore that, that, that I've written over the years. And there's probably 300 that's waiting to be written. And I don't even remember some of the stuff I wrote in those books. 
And out of the, all the understandings, in the beginning, I thought, this teaching is it. But I have never come across a teaching that replaced God. They might help me to have more peace, more understanding, more comprehensions, give me possibilities, give me, you know, uh, these, these aspects of what the situation could be, but I have never discovered a teaching that could replace God and says, okay, this is all I need. Huh? Now, this scripture is very good, but you've got to have something with it. <laughs> You got to believe that God loves you. If you don't believe God loves you, that scripture will torment you. Because you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Uh, if you got a negative spirit, <laughs> when you're in hell, oh, I understand now. If you don't believe God loves you, yeah, I understand I was wicked in the. I deserve this. Now, now, this scripture is talking about a blessing in your life. And I, I want to make this clear because all of us are, are grabbing and hoping that we reach this hierarchy of religion, this hierarchy of understanding that, you know, that we, we know more than everybody else. You know, it's kind of like, like when you learn to speak in tongues, you think you got it you got you don't even understand what you're saying <laughs> and if you do got it you don't know what you got it is I mean it feels good it shakes off all the negativeness you know and your flesh you know it's none your flesh is none hid behind your liver it, it ain't coming out so you're feeling good your flesh is not opposing you you know but you still don't know what you said that made you feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the teachings, and there have been so many teachings. Set modesty aside for a moment and, and exalt the Lord. Out of all the things, that was profound that has ever come out of my mouth. I've never found anything that would replace the Holy Spirit. And I'm so thankful for all those teachings and, and revelations and understandings. But give me the day, my daily bread. What I taught three years ago. Or what I preached three years ago on Sunday. <laughs> the first Sunday in February. I don't remember. The greatest thing is, the greatest understanding of all is to believe and to know you can trust God when you understand. No, you can trust God when you don't understand. You can trust God when it feels like your world is falling apart. Your life may be falling apart, but... It took breaking down the old house before you could see the new house. 
But here's the thing. If we could ever learn to be happy when we don't understand. But we think happiness is understanding. Hmm? If I could just understand why I'm not married, I could be happy. If I could just understand why I'm not married and know that God still loves me, I could be happy right now. I could have peace right now. If I could just understand why I'm broke. If I could understand what's going on. If I could understand what decision to make and what decision not to make. If I could understand who my enemies are and who my enemies are not, then I could be happy and I could rejoice. But this I've learned. To be happy when I don't understand. And there's only one way to be happy when you don't understand. And that's to have some kind of crazy belief that God loves you even when you're stupid, even when you're angry, uh, even when you're going the wrong direction that he loves you. And all things are working for the good of those who believe that and of those who love him. Because nothing makes you more frustrated than when you want to go one direction and it seems like everything is fighting against you going in that direction and everything fighting against you, you call the devil. But sometimes it's the Lord saying, no, 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 no. Never, Lord, are you going to wash my feet. Now, now look, at, look at the wisdom of the Apostle Peter. He goes from never, Lord, will you wash my feet? Two verses later, <laughs> wash my feet, my hands, my head. It's like scientists that used to tell us that the world was flat. They have never apologized for telling us that lie. <laughs> They've never apologized. They just act as if there were, it's always been so. <laughs> That's true. And there's been a lot of religiousness that's told us things that's just stupid. But every teaching has its grain of truth. But to learn to love God when you don't understand. To learn to trust God when you don't understand, when you can't see. Huh? That's why faith is. That's why faith is. Faith is not in what you can see. At least not with the carnal eye. Faith is not what you can see and what you understand. Faith is believing through thick and thin, through everything. Hmm? You, know, you know what is one of the sources of every great preacher? Hmm? 
there's a there's a, a learning that every preacher has. Every great preacher, there's this learning that they have had. You know what the learning, the main thing that every great preacher has learned? You know what that one thing is? Huh? Don't shock you. You know what the one thing that you must know and that you have learned if you ever want to be a great preacher, you know what that is? To learn to speak even if you don't understand what you say. <laughs> you know how many great preachers have said something that they didn't even understand? They was willing to trust God and to speak. And that's why some of you, we have a lot of preachers in this house. That's why some of you are struggling to preach. Because you, you're so religious like Peter, you want to understand it. You don't want to mislead nobody. Well, here's what the Bible tells me. Even when you think it right, you can be wrong. Now, granted, I understand you don't just go rattling off of everything. But that's the root of every great preacher. They have said some things they didn't understand. They just said it because it felt good in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh. I remember the first time that... Uh, the Lord, it probably was the initiation or the anointing, whatever you want to call it, when I started moving in deliverance. So, this other guy invited me to this church, so I went with him. I went with him, and, and so we went to this church. Didn't know nobody. In fact, I didn't really know the people I went with. We just kind of met. So we just standing there. So it wasn't a service. It was just they was having like a prayer meeting or something like this. And so we just standing there, you know. At that time, I was just hungry for God, so I'd go anywhere. And so all at once, the pastor came up and said, "The Lord said for you to pray for people." I said, "What? <laughs> okay." I don't all at once. As soon as he said that, a big circle just opened up. And it's like the floor collapsed. And there was this big pit. In the middle of this, it's just the floor opened up. There's this big pit. And I just, I started yanking spirits off of people and throwing them in the pit. And I said something to the Lord that I've said many times to him. When we get home, we got to talk. <laughs> I don't understand this. We got to talk when we get home. 
You don't know how many times I've said that to God. When you move in rims and you do things that you don't understand. Can you make mistakes? Yes, that's what's so scary. <laughs> but he says, I will always be with you. See, that's what blocks us from the anointings and the callings and the blessings in our life because we will not move beyond our understanding. It's like this land has been discovered and you run across this sign that says you do not understand past this. Do not go. In your mind... You have these signs, you have these limits up. And some of you got very small circle, by the way. Some of you got bigger circles. And those circles represents understanding. Now, what's strange, you will have a little circle. This I know. And there's another circle. This I think I know. And then there's another circle. This is all I know. And you won't go beyond that. But the truth is, this little circle of what you think you know is not all-inclusive of everything. So it's learning that I'm not going to go beyond this. And, and that's why we love to go to universities, and that's why we love to go to Bible schools, because I want to know what's beyond this. And so somebody tells you what's there. And you believe them, whether they know or not. But all of it is leaning to your own understanding. It's not about walking and moving into a place where you don't know what God is doing right now. You just hear the voice, unless I wash your feet. So Peter's exploring. Well, Lord, if you're going to wash my feet, if you've got to wash my feet, come all the way up. Because <laughs> out there, you don't know what to do. So that's what Peter's doing, you know. You remember when he went up on the mountain? Peter and uh, James and John, they went up on the mountain of transfiguration, and, and they saw the Lord and saw Elijah and Moses, right? And then Peter says, Lord... It's good for us to be here. Let us build three shelters for y'all. John said, excuse Peter, he, don't, he didn't know what he was doing. It actually says that. Peter didn't know what he was saying. He was just scared. <laughs> so Peter's always talking. That's not the talking I'm talking about. <laughs> Where you just get scared and do stupidness. But it's about a trust in that place that you don't understand. But we're afraid of that. And we love to run back to what we think we understand. And that's why we got that old time religion. It never expanded. We run back to what we think we understand. But did, did we really understand it? Did we really know? And was it all inclusive? Was it all inclusive? I love the scripture. I love every word of the scripture. But we must understand it. All those rebukes in the Bible 
They didn't think they was writing them for us. They was a lot of wicked people back then in the church. All them rebukes. We don't want to go back there. That was not a good church. If it's a good church, if those were good churches, they wouldn't have been rebuked. But it was a good word. And so we, we must go forward into realms that we don't understand. But we must have, have that, that faith in God. And is it scary? Can we make mistakes? Oh, yes. Huh? I did a good fight of faith. Yes. Did David really think he could beat Goliath? Or did he just have more God than sense? <laughs> huh? What? Now, some people got more pride than sense, but that's, that's, that's a different story. So I wonder how many of you this morning don't understand what God is doing in your life. I wonder how many of you this morning not sure what direction to go in. Hmm? Ed? Huh? But maybe this is what you didn't understand. It's okay to be in that place. You don't get graded on wisdom, you get graded on faith. Huh? Yes, we should try to understand, but the greatest understanding of all is that God is greater. Hmm? And that's just like this concept, you know, sometimes in the church, we have... somehow undescribably described, ascribed, that you're just supposed to give God worship and praise. You know, you're supposed to be bowing down and, and uh, yabba-dabba-doing all the time, but never listening. If Jesus was among us, Now, granted, sometimes you need to quit praising yourself and praise God, and sometimes it's much more healthy for you to praise God than, than all the other people in this world that you praise because we have this tendency to praise people because we are lawful, and we have this tendency to, to esteem somebody higher than somebody else, and we have this tendency to bow down to people that we think got more money than us or people that can do things for us. All right, if we're going to be lawful animals, then by all means, but there comes a place where the Lord wants to talk to you. And there's a faith that comes in God where you know that he is with you. My confidence in the Lord is knowing that he loves me even when I'm stupid. He loves me even when I'm standing there, Lord, I want to do your will, but quite frankly, I don't know which one of these is your will. Huh? 
I, 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 I love discernment, but sometimes you don't discern all things. Huh? When Elijah, and, and he had prayed for this woman to have a child, and she had a child, and then the child died, so she come to see him. And at a distance, Elijah says, go and see if everything's okay, because the Lord hasn't revealed to me why she has come yet. There's some things God ain't revealed to you. And there's something, even as a prophet, there's some things the Lord is not revealing to you because if he reveals everything to you, you will start to trust your discernment as God and you will not trust in God who is beyond all understanding. We strive to be such prophets of discernment and, and interpretation and, and we see everything. Any prophet that says he sees everything is lying. Hmm? Let's say there's a hundred people in here this morning. You think my mind is capable of knowing what a hundred people was thinking at one time? <laughs> I do good to understand what I'm thinking sometimes. <laughs> But does the Lord give discernment? Yes, when he wants. I love discernment. I love being able to see things. I, I love helping people. But if, if everything came easy, easy, easy to you, you would start to trust yourself as God. Yes. There has to be these times. There has to be these times. You don't have a clue. You don't know if you're a sinner or blessed. You don't know if you're about to dine at the devil's table or the Lord's table. You don't know if you're about to come into your blessing or the biggest trap you've ever had in your life. But you wait on him and you trust him. Yes. Just like this washing of feet. Very ironically, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. You know, it's just a few verses later. Jesus says, Now do you understand? That you must wash one another's feet. Yeah. I see some of you picky about whose feet you wash. Jesus washed Judas's feet, who was about to eat the lamb and go out and betray him. I don't understand that. Could you wash the feet of somebody that's about to betray you? <laughs> nah. Uh -uh. No. You know the prophet Isaiah or Joel or one of them old prophets, Elijah. You know one of them going to come out. We always accuse them of being so rough, you know. Or Elijah who, who called the bears out of the wilderness just because uh, some of the kids said his, he was missing some hair on the top of his head. 
And so, what is something we understand? That Jesus gave Judas every opportunity. But we have to receive it. Again, a servant is not greater than the master, nor a messenger greater than the sender. What are we to understand from all of that? Because we strive to be better than somebody else, which is lawful. We, we, we strive for that. And that's what gets us in so much trouble, because we think we know something when we don't know nothing. Or we think we know something, but we only know 5%, which is not very much. So, my prayer is that you have more discernment and interpretation, more tongues, more prophecies. That's just a foretaste of all that God knows. Your mind is so big. Huh? You can't grasp it all. If all was even revealed. But this you must understand. That you must trust God. Even when you don't understand what he's doing. Hmm? Even when God is doing the opposite of what you think should take place. I should be washing Jesus' feet. He shouldn't be washing my feet. Even when it's the opposite of what we think. And once you, once you come to love God when you don't understand, be victorious. How do you move when you don't understand? What do you, what do you say to somebody? How do you respond if you don't understand? Well, maybe like the rest of the disciples, you just stay quiet. <laughs> maybe that's what you do. You just stay quiet. Uh, or maybe you move the way that the Lord tells you to move and you just pray. It's scary. And sometimes you put in some particular, put in some situations and you put in the middle of some sort of desires, but you just... You, you, you want to know what the right thing to do, but sometimes the right thing is just to wait on God and trust Him. Huh? The Lord even said, you know, don't worry beforehand about what to say. But when you talk, it'll be me speaking. What does that say? That says it's going to be a lot of things times you don't know what to think and what to say. You're just going to trust God. You're just going to smile. Huh? What does he say about a fool? He looks smart till he opens his mouth. <laughs> but this is the thing of faith. But some of us think that to have great faith, to be a great man of God or a great woman of God, you must know everything. So you strive to understand, and when you don't understand, you beat yourself up. That's not what makes a great man or a great woman of God. A great man of God or a great woman of God is someone that moves and someone that waits and someone that 
that, that responds even when they don't understand. They just trust God. And until you're ready to, 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 to do that, until you're ready to believe when you don't understand, when you wonder sometimes if you're even saved or not, devil, you're a liar. I know I'm saved. I just can't find the papers right now, but I know I say it. I know the Lord loves me. I may not can tell you exactly why he, why he loves me, but I know he loves me. So, here's something you may not understand. You might be more of a lover of God and God might love you more than you ever thought, but you just didn't have this understanding. What understanding? That you don't have to have understanding. <laughs> in fact, to trust God even implies that. It even implies, and as Paul says, even when my conscience is clear, that does not mean I'm innocent. So this flesh a lot of times thinks it's right when it's wrong and it thinks it's wrong when it's right. It's, it's about that faith. It's about trusting Him. And I think the message this morning is that very thing. Why are you beating up on yourself and accusing yourself of not loving God and God's not in your life when you don't have to have the understanding to know it? You just believe it. And in that love, and that love has proven itself so many times. So many times God has proven himself in your life. I mean, your flesh has proven itself a few times, but so many times God has proven himself. It's scary. Trust God. To believe in God. Huh? To know that God is going to bless you. To know that God wants you to prosper. To know that God has better things for your life and to know that God will give you everything for your enjoyment. That's what the word said. You just got to believe it and you just got to trust in it. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just, you feel led of the Lord to say no, you don't know why. Sometimes you feel led of the Lord to say yes, you don't know why. Huh? And sometimes you're wrong, but God still covers it. <laughs> Sometimes you, you have a wrong thought, but, but God still covers it. <clears throat> I have seen times when I want to say something, I'm trying to say something, I'm looking for an opening to say it, and I can't never find an opening. And then by the time I get to open it, I realize, no, I shouldn't have said that. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Only the Lord can stop my stupidness. Only the Lord can understand my ignorance. Only the Lord can understand my rambunctiousness to do this or my hesitation to do this. But through the years, as the song says, I've learned to trust God. <laughs> and that does not always come by your mistakes, you know. You just... And to understand. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You really got to. This is the thing you got to understand. True faith is not about understanding. 
Because there's going to be times when you think you know what is right, but you're so wrong. But because you do not trust your understanding of right, God saves you. Huh? You can think you're so right. Hmm? Your, your, your flesh has none picked out the suit it's going to wear. Your flesh has none found its... Uh, it's, uh, it's not written out the speech of honor. Because <laughs> you think you're right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But something just makes you be a little quiet, a little still. And then you realize, no. Nah. And sometimes you can think you're so wrong. And this is one thing with Christians. Sometimes some Christians, not all Christians, you've you got those that always blame everybody else, and then you've got the Christians that always blame themselves. Sometimes you can think you're so wrong. Huh? Sometimes you're having this feeling about this person. No, I don't. I think they're trying to cheat me. And then you're repenting for your feeling. You're repenting for your thought, but it was God talking to you. Because sure enough... That person's who you think it is. And that is for some of you. That's for those of you that would often, you know, if anybody's wrong in the room, it's you, that type of person. <coughs> of course, some of us in church, yes, <coughs> if anybody's wrong in the room, it's you, it's not me. Well, that's a different message for <laughs> where you're at. But the point is, trusting God in that. So this is what I this is what I've this is what I've learned and this is what I this is what I've learned and this is what I've enjoyed. Even if I think I know what's right, even if I think I've heard correctly, and don't ever think your flesh don't like to prophesy. Even if I think I understand, even if I think I know. always know there's a chance that I might not understand. Now, I believe some prophetic people think that you must be 100%, 100%, 100%, 100% convinced. Hmm? But truthfully, I have never been that convinced about anything. I'm not sure you are even in this room. I could be homeless. I slip through the back door. And I think I'm preaching to you today, but you're not here. <laughs> I, but I'm happy, so leave me alone. Don't give me no medication. Even if I'm preaching to ghost and dust. <laughs> you must always leave room for God's understanding. You may know in part. Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes you don't have to move or respond, but you always move and respond with that understanding. Hmm? Even in the prophetic, This is your faith, this is your belief, this is your trust that this is what God has said. 
Huh? So you, you, you don't come out of the stall like a bull, like... But we do that because we do that to build our confidence up. To build our flesh up. They can always be wrong. Your trust is in God. Your flesh is scared. Your flesh didn't want to come to church. Your flesh don't want to prophesy. <laughs> and those of you that preach, it's a sad day when everything in you wants to preach. What does that mean? That means your flesh is on board. <laughs> there must always be this, this little bit of fear, this little bit of reverence for a greater understanding. And Lord, I, I want to know truth and I, I don't want to make nobody stumble and I don't want to make nobody fall. Give me a child of God like that any day. Which says... Then you might be more godly than you think. You just need to know how to move when you don't understand. And how to trust when you don't understand. And how to be happy when you're broke. How to be happy when you're unmarried. Everybody else get married, you're not getting married. Everybody else get in the car, you're not getting the car. I don't want to understand it. I know my God is good. I don't need another teaching. I just need to believe that God loves me so much regardless that the cross, if the cross saved my soul, wouldn't the cross give me a car? Huh? If the cross covers me for eternity, it can't give me a Toyota for a few short years here? <laughs> Hallelujah. Huh? You do not realize now what I am doing. But later you will understand. Trust me. Let it go. Let what go? The stress of trying to understand what is not yours to understand. The anxieties of not knowing. Let it go. Let it go. And just believe that God loves you. All your sins are covered. Have faith in God. Confess one time, not 99 times. Confess one time, believe. This Santa Baca. Who needs a word this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Keta mama makaseke. Mmm. Kesamaka. Isn't there always somebody religious around that makes you feel like you're stupid? Huh? What? true see that, that, that's that's pride in the gospel always somebody makes you feel like you're st-
stupid. Always somebody makes you feel like, oh, it's going to be a long time before you can even read a Bible verse. Yeah. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Must have faith in God. I looking for somebody. Hallelujah. Who am I looking for? Who does the Lord want to speak to? I am looking for someone. Last night, he was looking for or wishing for a laxative. I know, I know that's strange, but the Lord knows all things. Your, your body's in all kinds of, of turmoil, and you thought a laxative might fix you. This is not an embarrassing thing, so don't think it's embarrassing. It's just God zooming in on you. Yes? You went through the walls of shame before you figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a scale of one to ten, how how embarrassing is this? <laughs> you know how much turmoil you put me through while I was waiting for somebody to identify themselves. Because <laughs> sometimes you give a word. Ain't nobody standing up, you know. You just thank God for Zoom and Facebook. Maybe it's somebody on there, you know. Ain't nobody standing up, you know. You think, uh, Lord, I messed this one up. Nah. You learn to quit doing that to yourself. You learn to quit feeling ashamed. God will never say anything that will embarrass you. That was last night, right? Your body... It's like it's all twisted up and everything inside. Huh? Yes, prophet. Yeah. It's not a laxative you move, although I could make that happen. Says the Lord. Mm. Prophet, mm. I ate, ate some stuff and I was just bubbly, bubbly all home. Uh -huh. Just before I went and sleep. Put three cloves. Oh, there. Uh-huh. And that's for the laxative. Well, I 
I use that as, as it. <laughs> Take his side of that guy. Mm, I thought witch doctors were dead. Um, no profit for the gas. I was feeling gas. Oh, for you gas, feeling yes, gassy. Yes, yes. Ah, feeling gassy. That's not the problem. The problem wasn't what you ate. Although you did eat a little fast. It must have been your favorite food, was it? You like that food? Pilau. Pilau. You gobbled that up, didn't you? Yes, yes, Prophet. Huh? Yes. <laughs> That's not the problem. Although we should learn to eat a little slower, but that's not the problem. See, when you have turmoils inside of you, food don't go down good. Mm. Mm. When family's yinging and yanging you. Uh, family will tie your intestines up. They just get all twisted. I have come to the discovery there's a lot of monkeys on the earth. <laughs> a lot of monkeys, quite a few baboons. And several orangutans. <laughs> and what I mean by that, these are some people only God could figure out. And you can't get upset every time they get upset. And you can't get upset every time they don't like you. Somebody just jumps up and acts like you all their problem. <laughs> huh? Is that true? Yes, yes, prophet. Hold that mic up. Hey! Do you ever feel like that sometimes there's nothing you can do to please somebody? Yep. Even if you died, they wouldn't be happy. True. <laughs> they say, why you had to die today? Why can't you do it tomorrow? <laughs> uh, that is true. That's the monkeys, the baboons, and the orangutans. Uh, sometimes you just got to know, Jesus loves me, this I know. Prophet, when I, when I think about doing that, I feel I'm like mocking. So, quiet. Mocking who? Huh? It's better than taking clothes. <laughs> amen, listen, amen. listen. Even, 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 even if you are wrong. And Paul says, you know, my, my conscience might be, it might be clear, but that don't mean I'm innocent. Even if I am wrong, the Lord does not judge us. Amen. And you can't repent 
You could always say, Lord, if I did something wrong, I'm sorry. But technically, you can't repent if you don't know you did it wrong. We can all make mistakes. And that's what you must understand. This I know about God. That even if I'm wrong, he's on my side. Because he did not come to condemn me. Huh? And even if I'm wrong, he will show that to me, and he will tell me what to do. And retribution, he'll, he'll show me. Hmm? Or he just tell me, be quiet, I got to go. Even if I'm wrong. See, who can understand that? Does that, mean, does that mean that just because I'm who I am, he's going to excuse me and it doesn't matter about what I did? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he doesn't come to condemn. He comes to save, he comes to give me an opportunity to see my wrong. And to repent. But some people don't give you an opportunity to repent. They ain't even giving you time to figure out you're wrong. <laughs> they just judged you and sentenced you one time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nah. I want you to know even if you are wrong, and you may not be wrong, even if you are wrong, God is with you. Doesn't the Bible say, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That's what the Bible says, right? Okay. And I'm sure the Bible knows that sometimes we're going to be wrong. But he'll never yes. leave us and never forsake us. Jesus loves me. Hmm? Some people judge you without a trial. <clears throat> hmm? Hard to eat pilau when you feel judged, you know. See, this is, this is some stuff you got to know about God. Sometimes, sometimes your old flesh, even your flesh is against you. It says you are the worst. You're worse than everybody in church. You're bad. You're not a nice person. You're not a loving person. Even then, Jesus is not ashamed to call you brother. Huh? See, when you think God is just with you when you're doing everything good, and of course, you doing everything good is your opinion or some other dummy that's walking with you. <laughs> but you've got to know. See, that's why it's good sometimes. Not that the Lord does it, but it's good sometimes to be wrong. It's good sometimes to, to be in a mess because in that place, hopefully, you learn that God loves you even in that place. Even when you don't know which way is right. Even when you, you, you want to get frustrated and aggravated, you just stay calm. Jesus loves me, this I know. Hey. Ah. Huh? I never stop loving you. father you be you stop loving your child because they mess up <laughs> huh? Huh? when they do something stupid and 
feels like he shamed you in front of everybody. <laughs> now you still love them. Feel the love. Now, watch this. So you feeling the love and you still don't know if you're right or wrong. You just know something inside of you is upset. Here's the thing. God loves you even if you're angry. Huh? Even if you're having a thought. Let me, let me take the septic tank off and hide these people inside the septic tank. <laughs> After I make sushi out of them. Even then. Huh? And you know, the Bible's got proof of that, you know. Hmm. You know, the Lord came and talked to Cain when he was so angry. Didn't he? Didn't the Lord come and talk to Cain when he was so angry? Huh? No, right be before he come and talked to Cain. He talked to Cain before. He talked to Cain after. Talked to Cain after. And still loved him. Boy, if the Lord loves us, even when we mess up, huh, how much more when we try? I don't have to be happy inside for God to be inside. Yeah. If I give way to God, I'll get happy too. But I don't have to I don't I don't have to be a saint for God to be inside of me. I may have gotten lost. <laughs> but Lord, I know you in here somewhere. Lord, I feel like killing everybody, cursing everybody out. I, I feel like going to prison for life. <laughs> but Lord, I know you in here. I know you in here somewhere, Lord. I know you in here. If you wasn't in here somewhere. I'd be doing what I'm thinking, but since I'm not doing what I'm thinking, <laughs> since I'm not doing what I'm thinking, and even when I'm doing something, I'm thinking I shouldn't be doing this. I know you in here, God. See, our problem, we start to think that God is not in there. We think God is on the outside coming against us. Oh, no, he's on the inside. It's easy to think God is with you when a handsome man says, Hello, beautiful. <laughs> you done seen St. Peter. <laughs> but that, that takes some craziness or some faith, doesn't it? To believe that God... So loves. Huh? He loved Judas all the way up to the end. Oh. Feeling better now. The pilau has is at rest. <laughs> huh? Soon. Soon. The blessing is coming. Prophet, I had Carly online. She said, 
um, last night when she got home, she was in the bathroom and she couldn't go off. So she was thinking that she needed to drink water. But she mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Thinking she needs to drink water. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? So many people don't have a doctor's degree. We practice in medicine without a license. Uh, you said Kali, right? This message today was certainly for you. She listening? Yes, she's watching on you. Was certainly for you. Because for a few days, I've seen you been walking around. You don't know what God is doing. Just because you don't know what God is doing don't mean God don't know what he's doing. Sometimes it's, it's hard you think, well, but Lord, help me to understand what you're doing. Sometimes it's hard for us to understand what God is doing. Sometimes the flesh robs us from the ability to understand. Sometimes the desires you know, is, is, is violent. Sometimes all we can do is just trust God. Huh? You ever had a situation where you just don't want to think about something? Because when you think about it, it aggravates you. Right? So see, that proves it. That there's times when it's, at least we think it's easier for us not to think about it. Right? Which is somewhat true if you will trust God in those places. Sometimes you need to have a talk with God. But it stands to reason that the reason you don't want to think about something because every time you think about it, you, you can't get your mind around it and you can't find peace and you can't solve it. But God can. But that stands the reason sometimes you just got to let God work. Always try to talk to him, right? I don't believe in just being blind to everything. Try to understand what's going on, but if you can't, just say, Lord, I just, I just trust you. Because sometimes you got some yin and yang problems in your life. You, you don't know which side the cosmo is on. You don't know, you, you don't know if, it's, if it's good power, bad power. You, you just don't know. But Lord, I know you. I just going to trust you. And that's been you. And that's been your journey for a few years, actually. Because I've seen you on this journey. You don't know that I see you on this journey, but I see you on this journey just like I've seen you for the past few days, this uncertainty. And that's why I keep asking you with, the, uh, with this uh, deep concern, are you good? Because I see that in there, that, that uncertainty that's in there. Hmm? So this, this little problem, that's just so I would talk to you this morning. Uh, yes. Yeah. Peace, be still. That works on the sea, and it works on the belly. Peace, be still. That works on the nervous system. Peace, be still. 
you know, just part the sea so you can come through safely. Whatever you're going through today, come to call. Whatever you're going through today, know that God is with you. If you're wrong, he's with you. If you're right, he's with you. God is there with you. He understands you. That doesn't mean that you might not need to apologize or repent. But listen, you can't repent until you find that peace of God. If that's what you need to do. And, it, and if you do need to repent, God don't judge you. He smiles at you. The fact that you can repent, you can't repent without God. Huh? That animal's never going to repent. If you do repent, it's with God. But make sure you're wrong before you repent. Because it's, it's kind of silly to repent for something you didn't do. <laughs> yes? It's like, uh, you know, you do enough wrongs, I wouldn't be volunteering for things you didn't even do. Yes? <laughs> Come. Take this scripture with you this week. Yes? First and foremost, take the Lord with you, but take this with you. And, and, and just apply it to your life. You don't have to under, understand everything to be in a good place. If you have faith, you're in a good place. Right? You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And you are blessed.